Hello, and welcome to the UFC 250 post-fight show. Man, what an event that was. I mean, from start to finish, the first fight of the night on the early prelims to the main event, you know, all of them, all of them outperformed, I think, any expectations that many people had had. I saw online, you know, days prior to the event that, you know, people are saying, oh, who's going to buy this pay-per-view? It's not that good. But man, I think, you know, in all honesty, I, I haven't been that excited by some of the performances um, in a long time. And I think this is one of the best events of the whole, like the last year, in all honesty. Um, I mean, I I was at the edge of my seat for, you know, a couple of those fights just because I was so excited to see Garbrandt and O'Malley perform. Um, and man, did they. Those are two of the best knockouts, I mean, ever. They were just so cool, calm, collected, both of them. Um, I'll get into them in a sec, but uh, yeah, overall, it was, it was just such a fun night. And uh, I decided, you know, having so much fun watching these fights that, um, I don't know if you've seen uh, Brendan Schaub do them before, but uh, they're called Fight Companion Videos. It's where I'll live stream, and then later I'd post it on YouTube or post it on my website, um, a video of me, obviously I can't show the fights, but me watching the fights in live time with my reactions and my, you know, analysis while the fights are actually going on. Um, so whenever I find a, a pay-per-view that really excites me, one that I think is going to be really good, um, I'm going to do that and I'll, I'll make sure I'll let you guys know beforehand, but, um, I'm super excited for that. I think that'll be a fun thing. And if, if you know, if you guys like it a lot, then I'll do it more often, but, uh, all right, let's just hop right into this, man. Amanda Nunes is so good that she's too good for, for the UFC. I mean, in a sense where Felicia Spencer was the number one contender, and uh, she didn't even look like she was in the same organization as Nunes. It didn't even look close. I know it went all five rounds, but it wasn't close. From the first second of the fight to the last second, Never did I think Felicia Spencer had a chance. Um, you know, you saw Spencer in the beginning, tried to grapple. Nunez literally outgrappled her. They went to the ground. Um, you know, Nunez just got on top and grounded pounded for, for uh, minutes, <laughs> landing brutal, brutal elbows. You know, Spencer had cuts under both of her eyes, the side of her head. By the end of the fight, she had a hematoma on her, on her forehead, just like uh, it wasn't as bad as Ioana's, but not good, you know, um, but yeah, Nunez is in a different, a different world, and, you know, it's going to be tricky, because any person that she gets put up against, besides maybe, I don't know, Valentina Chevchenko for a third fight, which Nunez already, you know, easily won decisions there, that's the only competition, um, a girl in a completely different weight class that would have to gain weight, Nunez would have to drop back down, to bantamweight, you know what I mean, so, I don't know, she just looked so good, and I heard, I think, I, I forgot who said it, it could have been uh, John Anik, but uh, didn't even look like Nunes was trying, it looked like it was a sparring session for her, I honestly think that, you know, that's how whoever her training partners are would spar against her, literally as hard as Felicia Spencer fought, um, so if Nunes is doing that, you know, daily, weekly, whatever, then how is it 
any different, you know, when she hops into a into a cage with one of these fighters. And um, if anything, it could be easier than when she trains. So I don't know what the UFC is going to do. Um, but man, what an absolutely great performance. And you know, she, she became the first double champ to, to defend a belt while having the other, you know, having both simultaneously. Um, so that's very cool too. Another accomplishment. That's why she's the GOAT straight up. Um, I saw she's seven wins away from surpassing John Jones's title defense record. I think she can beat that unless she decides to retire beforehand. Because remember, John Jones was champion way younger than, you know, uh, Nunez was. But she could definitely beat that. You know, if she's going for that record, that could easily be done. Um, but yeah, that was too easy of a fight. I, I mean, I, I'm all credit to Felicia Spencer. Because I had Nunez finishing her in round one. I honestly think if she tried as hard as she did against Cyborg and, and Rousey, that it could have been done in round one. But Spencer is really tough. Um, Nunez did say after the fight, she's happy it went five rounds because she wanted to showcase how she could manage her cardio, and she did. She didn't even seem tired at the end of the fight. So, I mean, great performance all around. But yeah, all credit to Felicia Spencer. Even though she was getting just picked apart, she still was trying to press Nunez, um, and do as much as she can. She didn't throw in the towel after round four, which many people were suggesting. Um, so, you know. That just shows her true heart, you know, and that, you know, that's a thing of its own and, um, all credit to her for going out there and just trying, you know, man, this, the co-main event, Cody Garbrandt, you know, spectacular outperformed. I mean, I was so ready to watch this guy fight, but he looks as good as he ever has. In my opinion, he looked so quick, uh, you know, off the get go his feints, um, you know, all of his jabs he was throwing, he would do these little, you know, um, like Tyron Woodley, how he would kind of charge the opponent, throw like three quick, you know, strikes in a row, um, like quick combinations. He looked spectacular. And he did so without putting himself in danger ever. Um, but really, that knockout, if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. With one second left in the round, I honestly don't understand the physics Behind getting your, by dropping down, level changing, dropping down, having your fist by your knee, and then level changing up to avoid the hook coming from Asensio, and be able to land that clean of a right hook, that fast, that powerful, unbelievable punch. One of the best knockouts I'd ever seen. You know, and I, I saw O'Malley an hour earlier. <laughs> it was still one of the best, one of the best knockouts ever. Um... Just a, a buzzer beater, as you know, you can call it. But to end a three-fight losing streak where he got knocked out in all of them, to show how composed he was, he didn't rush anything at all. He never got, you know, had his emotions get to him. Um, he just looked great for, you know, a fight that was, uh, like I said in my, you know, my previous podcast, it was a must-win for this guy because the bantamweight division is stacked. It's loaded right now. So you need to have big, big finishes. You have to get fans on your side. You have to get Dana White on your side to get, you know, those big fights in that title fight. So I'm sure this did it. Um, but, man, he looks sharp. And and one thing I love, um, Asensio and Garbrandt, they were talking to each other a little bit. Couldn't hear exactly what he said. But Garbrandt had dropped him once. 
and Essencia was like, uh, he's like, oh no, it was just a slip, just a slip. Well, there, there's karma for you right there. It wasn't a slip because about a few minutes later, he got, you know, leveled. <laughs> so I, I thought that was really, really cool to, to hear too. Um, I'm really not minding these fights with no, with no audience, but man, if there was a crowd there, this fight card would have been out of this world out of this world it was already fantastic but it would have been um one of the best i'd ever seen probably you know because that fight the o'malley knockout the sterling performance um man all of it would just have been uh it would have been so loud and crazy uh but hey gotta do what you gotta do in times like this right but garbrandt absolutely perfect performance not one flaw in the whole thing and so i'm excited you know he he came out completely unscathed he didn't look uh hurt whatsoever um his foot actually he kicked he kicked the heck out of essential's leg those couple two rounds so it looked like his foot maybe hurt but that you know any person that uses leg kicks in their fight uh, you know their legs and feet hurt at the end of the fight um i don't think it's anything serious so next aljamain sterling holy moly did this guy I mean, I didn't give this guy enough credit. You know, I, I said he was still going to win. I thought he'd win because his grappling is so good. But in less than 90 seconds, he had a rear naked choke that had Corey Sandhagen pass out. I mean, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And, I, and I'll get into, you know, the, the first fight of the night later. But it was kind of the same thing. You know, they both looked very good, but Sterling came out fast. He was like it was like he was sprinting around the around the octagon. And remember guys, it was a smaller octagon. This this arena has a smaller octagon, uh two and a half feet on each of the eight sides. Um isn't there. Uh it's two and a half feet shorter on each edge um than the normal ones. Um so I mean that you know fighters that pressure a lot, they you know, they're gonna excel in that. Um but yeah, he pressured early, took Corey Sandhagen's back, and then he tried like three different submissions. He tried a, you know, a body triangle, this, that, and then finally, the rear naked choke. All and all of which happened in less than ninety seconds. Um, best performance of Sterling's career, as you know, what I've seen from him. Um, and I mean, Corey Sandhagen was. A top top contender. If he Sandhagen won this fight, he was next in line for the title, and Sterling looked like he was on a different level than him. So, Sterling is obviously deserving of the um, the winner of Jan Versaldo, hundred um, percent. Even though Marlon Moraes should have been there in the first spot, but um, that's that would be an amazing fight. And what Cormier said, which I love. If Jan or Aldo gets injured, Sterling should get put in. 90 seconds, he's, I mean, he probably feels as good as he did, probably better than he did when he showed up to the fight. Um, so, I mean, he's ready to go. And that would be, you know, that would be an, an amazing fight against either of those fighters. Um, to see him try to do work against Aldo would be interesting. It would be very interesting. Um, next. You know, look, there there isn't much to, to talk about. You got you got some easy, easy, quick victories <laughs> in this card. 
you know, there wasn't too many back and forth um, exchanges. This this was a, a lot of one-sided matchups. Um, but this next fight, Neil Magny versus Anthony Rockamar, and it was pretty close. Um, the refs gave some weird 30-27s. Um, even though I definitely think Anthony Martin at least got one round, probably the first round, but either the first or second, you got to give him one of them. But I mean, Martin at the, at the end of the third round, I don't know how Magny has the cardio that he has, but Martin, Martin couldn't throw a punch at the end of the third round while Magny looked faster and stronger and than he did in the first and second round. So, I mean, two straight wins. That were just constant pressure. He said that he didn't look like how he looked, but I mean, I thought he I thought he fought well. Um, he's definitely a top fifteen fighter in the welterweight division right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing that I I noticed about him is his striking was very good. He landed a lot of punches. He's a volume striker, um, but there were many instances where if he just threw his punches a little harder. I think he could have put Martin away. Honestly, there's a lot of chances where he would land punches, you know, right on the chin, right, you know, in these places. But he just didn't put that much power on him because, again, volume striker. So, I mean, he has the potential, excuse me, to get back, um, you know, maybe even top 10. He goes top 15, gets a nice win over an 8 or 7, sneaks into the top 10, um, which I hope he does. He, You know, he seems like he's... That's what he wants. You know, that's what he's going for. I know he's a, a veteran, but it he keeps wanting to improve and uh, move up the ranking. Move up the ranking. So hopefully he can, you know. Um, and my man, Sean O'Malley. I mean, this guy is, is for real. He's for real. I said in my last show that, uh, you know, I was super excited to see this guy because he just looks more athletic than everyone else uh, in his division, faster, um, you know, and, you know, you compare him and Garbrandt, Garbrandt has a little, the strength advantage, but, again, this was like McGregor early in his career, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't throw the punches as hard, and his arms aren't as, you know, big as some of the other fighters, but for some reason, when Mally, O'Malley has a clean shot, that's just rips opponents apart, just completely, I don't even know. They Their whole spirit leaves their body when they get hit by one of his punches. Um, so I think there's... This Bantamweight division's got a got a superstar in the making right here. Because, you know, before the fight, Eddie Wineland, you know... I had said O'Malley was a first-round knockout. I was right. I was right about a lot of these. I said Garbrandt second-round knockout, you know? Um, but, I mean... Before the fight, Wineland, you know... Joe Rogan was like, oh, I don't know why people are sleeping on Eddie Wineland. He's a great, you know, was a veteran. He was a champion of the WEC back in 2006. Um, so I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I didn't read too closely on this guy. Maybe I was, you know, I was a little wrong here. Nope. <laughs> nope. O'Malley, that was a brutal, brutal. Wineland just got, I mean, that's straight right. And it was just a walk off. The way he... The way he just dropped his arms and turned around after he knocked Wineland out was just too cool. And um, like I said, when you have that charisma and attitude um, in all of your fights and you back it up the way that he has, um, 
I mean, that's a superstar right there. I He's going to definitely make it. Even though he already had one, he's making a name for himself now. Um, I think he's got a got a good future ahead of him. Um, if he's going to perform like that, if he's, I mean, he looked better than he did his last fight. And he looked better that fight than he did the fight before that. So if he's just getting better, he already looks great. So hopefully they throw a ranking on him. And now look, if he's if he's in the Bantamweight division, then he's coming up. Garbrandt's there. Moraes, Jan, Aldo, Sterling. Oh, man. These, I mean, if you want to give O'Malley a test, you give him Sandhagen. Sandhagen now losing to Sterling, but is good on the feet. Maybe do that. Just throw him in with a uh, you know a big time opponent and uh, and see how he does. Um, a perfect performance, hilarious. I was screaming at the top of my lungs when he knocked him out. I thought that was the most fun. Him and Garbrandt truly just had unbelievable knockouts um, last night. Um, so much fun to watch. I I wish I was at. Uh, a party or Buffalo Wild Wings or something, you know, watching that. Just just too good. Just too good. And look, O'Malley just fought a couple months ago. He can fight in a couple months now. He's not hurt at all. He looks ready to go. Um, all A lot of these, these winners tonight look fine. Sterling could fight today. O'Malley could. Garbrandt could. Magny could. Nunes could. They all could. That, that's how well these fighters performed last night. Um, very one-sided at the end of all of them. Um, but yeah, this Bantamweight division is cracked with O'Malley coming up and, and Garbrandt doing that to a five seed or six seed, whatever since I was, um, I think five, yeah, he's five, um, with Sterling doing what he did. And then that top four is just crazy, including Aldo, you know, at the six, it's just a crazy division. And I'm surprised because. Normally I wouldn't watch that. You know, that division doesn't normally excite me. But now even with Cruz there um, and Cejudo leaving, it, it just leaves the door for a lot of crazy potential fights. And look, if if one of these guys comes up, if Sterling comes up, um, you know, a great grappler, I would not be surprised if Cejudo came out of retirement. Would not be surprised. Um, I did hear last night, of course, I'm sure you have, that McGregor has retired for the fourth time. Um... You know, obviously is my favorite fighter and, you know, one of the people that, you know, I look I look to try to mirror in a way where, you know, how I hold myself confidence-wise, how I push myself, you know, he's always someone I, you know, that I've taken or tried to learn from a little bit. Not Obviously not some of the crazy stuff, but, you know, um, I would hate to see him retire just because... You know, I love watching him fight. I think he's the most exciting fighter. He is the most exciting fighter ever in the UFC. Um, but he has, again, retired three times prior to this. Um, he did say that Khabib and, you know, Gage either waiting too long and no one's really giving him a, a fight and there's no fans. You know, I understand how you could just not be excited. I mean, I was excited watching all the fights last night, but I, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. I think if he's offered, if Khabib said he can't, you know, oh, I can't fight for a year, um, and, you know, his belt gets stripped or something, and Gagey's just has no opponent, and they throw McGregor in there, he'll come back. He'll come back. Um, but we'll see. 
Obviously, when you have that much money, you can do whatever you want. If he's not excited, he has enough money to live with his family and be financially supported for the rest of his life and his kids' lives. So if he doesn't want to, you know, risk going out there, getting hurt or, you know, whatever, cool. No worries. But we'll see. I'll touch upon that um, in a later podcast. Um, just want to throw that out there. Uh, the prelims. Chase Hooper. My apologies. I thought Hooper would perform much better, but that was completely one-sided. Alex Caceres was better on the feet. He had better takedown defense. Just um, And on the ground, Hooper couldn't do anything from... Caceres got up every single time. Um, I don't know. I know Hooper did great on the Contender Series, and Dana White gave him his contract, but I'm not sure if he's ready. Because Caceres, you know, he's an older guy. He's been in there for a long time. He's not in his prime, and Hooper couldn't even do anything with him. You know, could not, you know, didn't even match up anywhere close to Caceres. Um, Hooper looks like he would get, I mean, they're, uh, what are they? They're featherweights, right? So when you look at, you know, Aldo can still be a featherweight. Um, Max Holloway, Alex Volkanovsky, these guys would level him. It's not even close. He's not anywhere near that level. Um which, of course, I know he's not ranked, so he isn't just in general, but I think it'll be a long time until he is. He's got to get a striking up. He couldn't even, uh, as good of a grappler as he is, he couldn't even perform any of it on the ground. He couldn't do it. Um, again, against another unranked, you know, seasoned fighter. So, I don't know. Um, I got that one wrong. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, all credit to Alex Caceres. What a, what a performance. I mean, he... Did exactly what he needed to do. He outstruck him. His, you know, he didn't let Hooper take him down at all. Any time that he felt like he was could potentially be in trouble, he made the right decision, got back up onto his feet, and and moved on from there. He he fought a much smarter fight than he normally does. So all credit to him. That was a great victory. Um. Ian Heinzich. I mean, another crazy knockout. 74 seconds in, just an overhand right. Goodbye. Gerald Mearshart got obliterated. That was, I mean, that wasn't even close, right? <laughs> um, just another one of those fights, man. These guys, it, your striking's got to be got to be good nowadays, you know? There was a weird uh, spell, you know, the last couple years where wrestling, you know, seemed to kind of take over, but man, if you can't get away from some of these strikers, they, they put you away quick. Really, really quick. And guys, look, this is what I'm saying. If you, if you didn't watch the event, you had a 74-second knockout, O'Malley a first-round knockout, Sterling a first-round submission, uh, a second-round knockout, Garbrandt. These were unbelievable fights. So, uh, but man, that was that was quick by um, Ian. I didn't even... I was watching that. Um, I got a... In my bedroom, I have a little two TV, two TV set up. And I just kind of had my eye peeking on him while I was doing some uh, other things. And man, it wasn't even... Uh, <laughs> it was brutal. They, that was it. I mean, there's nothing really else to say. It was a completely one-sided fight, again. Um, I mean, all of these fighters, I'm so excited to see what they have in store. Um, and to think, you know, Ian almost was taken off the card because, uh, you know, one of his co coaches had a false positive coronavirus test he ended up being fine but um 
he got back on the card and performed like that. That's a big performance from him. Big, big performance. Um, I mean, in the middleweight division's looking good. Um, you know, he's coming off a two-fight. Again, like Garbrandt, you're coming off these losses. You have to perform. Um, especially when you get into that three, four losses in a row. The UFC doesn't like that. They're not into that. They won't re-sign you. They literally won't. So, great performance. I I mean, middleweights. Got Adesanya up there, Paulo Costa, Romero. Um, these are heavy, heavy, you know, these are big hitters. Even Adesanya is a big hitter. Whitaker, um, you know, all these guys are crazy. So, that's an exciting division, too. I think the UFC is in a very good place right now. Somehow, during the coronavirus, they've been able to pull off amazing uh, shows. And the fighters have performed as well as they ever had. Next fight, you know, this one was obviously a little uh, sad. Uh, Cody Stammen, who had a great decision victory. I mean, a unanimous decision victory. I thought he fought uh, amazing. And it, especially in the third round, he really came He really came on strong in the third round. It was a great performance. But um, if you don't know um, or didn't hear last night, uh, this past week his 18-year-old brother had died. Um, so obviously that's terrible. I sent my condolences to him and his family um i mean i can't even imagine and for him to still come out you know only a week after that happening and uh do all the media stuff throughout the week and perform great a, an amazing victory from him um very impressive probably his best performance that i've seen um just the uh you know the the courage you gotta have to to go out there and do that. You know you're putting yourself on the line. Um, you're putting your health at the line in these, and um, to have that back in your mind, the entire fight has to be crazy. You know you saw him break down into tears after the fight. Um, I truly felt bad for him. Obviously, that's I mean that's something no one should ever have to go through, and somehow he you know stayed classy. Um, kept his head into it looked like during the fight um he looked focused um even with that going on so that that's a true fighter right there a true true fighter that can put those types of things you know somehow put those in the back of their mind and perform as well as they did you know that's i mean that's something you got to look up to really so again condolences to him and his family um but and a, a super impressive victory from him um, I'm looking forward to watching him again. I, I think, you know, he, it was interesting because he really came out in that third round. Um, I don't know if the, the emotions were getting to him, but he started throwing some nice punches, some nice combinations. Um, but yeah, um, sad, sad part of the night, but really, you know, it was, it was great for, for him to be able to get that win and bring that home to his family who, you know, are going through a tough time, so. Um, oh, Patolo, Maki Patolo, this man, um, you know, just took out Charles Bird. I remember, I'm pretty sure this was one of the fights Dana White had said, uh, you know, he does that famous, if you don't know, now you know, Twitter video, uh, before every event. Um, but man, he looks pretty good. I'm sorry for Charles Bird. Um, he ended up retiring because it was third straight loss by, uh, 
by knockout. So that's always a tough one. Um, especially when, you know, you're not 20, you know, where you can make a huge comeback. So, uh, but Patolo, great, great fight. Um, he just re- looked really good on the feet. He was able to, um, attack really, um, he was able to attack the body well, the head obviously well. And then, uh, you know, he got him hurt, got Charles Bird hurt, was able to take him down and grounded pound, right? So great overall performance from him. Um, I'm excited to see the, all these guys. I'm excited to see him in the future. This is The prelims are great. Um, super great. Oh, this oh, next fight, man. Alex Perez and, and against Formiga. Brutal, brutal calf kicks by Perez. I mean, Formiga, if you didn't see it, he couldn't even... He got hit with a calf kick and just fell. And Perez, instead of, you know, getting on top of him, trying to ground and pound or, or wrestle with him, had it got him to stand back up. So Formiga's bar- you know, barely standing on practically one leg. And Perez throws another calf kick, but I mean, literally a centimeter of his toe hit Formiga's leg. And it still dropped Formiga again. And that was it. That was it. Um, knockout by a calf kick. And this is not the first time we see this. I think it was even like the last UFC event. The last event where someone got um, knocked out due to a calf kick. So it's looking like that's one of the one of the shots that, that are going to be brutal. Um, and until someone learns how to check them and the person throwing it breaks their leg, people are going to keep throwing it. Um Joe Rogan made a great point. You know, if if the person that's throwing them isn't getting hurt from it, the people are going to keep throwing them. Um, but when you check a kick, and their foot or their or their calf, you know, their shin hits your knee, or hits your shin dead on, man, is it brutal? I mean, the person throwing it isn't easily just as much pain, if not more, than the person checking it. Um, but hey, no one's been able to. So until someone figures it out, I mean, people's cat, you know, they better be careful. You know, their shins are, their calves are going to be taking a beating um, for the next few, for the next few events, for sure. Um, Devin Clark and Alonzo Minifield, um, that was just a great fight. Um, you had some unranked light heavyweights that, uh, you know, just put it all on the line. Uh, Clark didn't look too hot. Um, in the uh, in the first round there, his eye didn't look too good. But, um, you know, somehow he still fought well. Like, normally when you see someone's eye get that, you know, beat up, you know, their vision gets impaired. It becomes just a hassle. They keep wanting to touch it, all this stuff. But he ended up performing really well. Um, so... I mean, he. When you look at the fight, look, Menfield um, has won. You know, he's won. He's won some a lot of his fights early, um, but his what the issue with that is. Um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. But the issue with winning fights early is you can never get tested. Um, you know, you don't have that full fifteen minute fight experience um and he you know he was winning the fight early but the issue with that you know you feel like you're winning so you're starting to throw more you're starting to use more energy to try to put it away but Clark was able to 
withstand that. And, you know, he performed better in the later rounds and um, was able to get the win. You know, even though Menfield obviously looked better in the beginning, he, you know, when you have that inexperience and um, you just still don't manage, you know, a lot of these fighters, like Nunes, again, I think she could have finished the fight, but she used her used her stamina very well and did not overdo it and get tired. She knew Felicia Spencer was strong, so she didn't want to try to waste her energy to knock her out if she wasn't going to be able to. Garbrandt, same thing. He didn't throw until he saw an opening. So he, all uh, the majority of Garbrandt's shots landed because he just waited. Um, and so hopefully that's something Menfield, um, you know, he's going to learn from this, obviously. Um, it was a great fight though. I mean, for the second fight of the night, that was a, that was a fun fight to watch. Um, and now this first fight, um, I wasn't even watching it as intently, you know, as maybe somewhere, but, um, it was just, my TV was on in the back of the room. I was kind of looking at it and Evan Dunham looked like he was doing good. I mean, the, the fight lasted 80 seconds, so Let's put this in perspective. He looked good for around 40 seconds. Um, but, man, Herbert Burns, um, brother of Gilbert Burns, the guy that just smoked Tyron Woodley, I mean, somehow he got him to the ground and choked him out. It was incredible. One, that I mean, to start the night on a crazy submission where Evan Dunham came out, very looked very, very good. And then in the blink of an eye, Herbert put him down, submitted him. Um, so yeah, those two brothers, Herbert and, uh, Gilbert, you, you don't want to grapple with those guys. They just, uh, they look too good, especially Gilbert. I'm so excited to see him. Um, there's an article I put up on my website about Kamaru Usman's, um, next opponents, who they could be, what I think would happen. Check that out. Gilbert Burns is one of them. Um, but yeah, there it is, guys. There, that, those are all the fights, but look, Burns. 80-second submission, um, a great light heavyweight bout between Devin Clark and, and Menfield. It went back and forth. Uh, Prez with a brutal um, calf kick knockout. Um, Pitolo knocking out uh, Charles Bird. Stammen with, uh, you know, a, a very a, a great emotional performance. Um, Heinzik, 74-second knockout over... Mearshart, uh, Alex Caceres, um, doing what many, you know, weren't expecting. People had Hooper, Hooper doing well in that fight and he didn't perform at all. Alex, Alex Caceres was all over him, um, on the feet, on the ground, all over him. Sean O'Malley is a superstar. He's one of the most fun fighters. Um, he's got the personality and the talent behind him. He really could be the next person to watch out for. Um, that knockout, the walk-off. Like he like it wasn't even difficult it was one of the funniest greatest things I've ever I've ever seen. Neil Magny another strong performance great performance from him. Sterling ninety second submission over a top top contender in Corey Sandhagen incredible. Garbrandt with the freaking right hook of death. Um one of the as fast as O'Malley is Garbrandt I think is faster fastest fighter in the UFC I think. From a punching standpoint, from a movement standpoint, unbelievable. And then the GOAT, Amanda Nunes. I don't think I stand by what I've said before. I don't think she'll lose until she retires. 
Um, it doesn't look like there's anyone that can even compete with her at all. She's bigger, stronger, better grappler, better striker, better in every single aspect of fighting than every other opponent in either the featherweight or bantamweight women's division. So, but there it is. What a fun night. Um, if you missed it, try to watch some recaps. Um, or if you have UFC Fight Pass, whenever it comes out on that, you got to watch some of these fights. They were too good. Um, I'm going to see what's going on with uh, McGregor and all that. Um, I'll see. You know, I'll I'll probably make a podcast or I'll write an article maybe that, that's easier for me um, in the next few days to figure out what's happening with that. But um, I hope you enjoyed the fights if you watched. I certainly did. It was one of the best cards I'd ever seen, in my opinion. At least in a long time. It didn't have the championship fights or the, the fans and all that, so it was a little different. But um, great performances all around the whole night. The whole night. It was almost almost every fight was one-sided and a beautiful performance um, by one of them. So, <sighs> Alright, that's it. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate it as always. Um, like I said, I will try to do a fight companion for the next pay-per-view. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll try to figure all that stuff out. See who I'm going to do it with, too. Um, I got to get some of my friends on board. A lot of my close friends don't watch the UFC, so it's going to be hard, but I'll figure it out. Um, all right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. See you later.